And speaking of computers, with STEM, I'm sure that uh, that's really a one big aspect of what you teach with STEM. Is that right, Joel Haverson? Yes, that is. Absolutely. You couldn't do the work we're doing without those computers tied to those tools we're going to use at this new observatory we built. Joel Haverson is a STEM coordinator at the Hall STEM Academy for Minneapolis Public Schools. You had a big unveiling of that observatory just a few weeks ago. Tell me about it. Oh, my goodness. We had so much fun, and it was such a celebration. We had a NASA astronaut, gentleman by the name of Raj Ashari, who joined us. And he helped us do the ribbon cutting, but uh, more important than that, he spent the day with us the next day with the children. Uh, he just, we did a beautiful assembly program, and then he went classroom by classroom, greeting the children, answering all the thousands of questions. And you know what? That gentleman is going to be standing on the moon in a couple of years, and our children are going to be looking through a telescope, wondering what he's doing. Man, that's... And so to be able to make that connection was just incre- incredible. That's really, that's really uh, putting uh, really grist to the words you're really shooting for the stars. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And so we are just on the front end of figuring out how best to use this with the kids, but there's just a school full of excited children wanting to get upstairs under that dome to put their eye on the eyepiece and to see what's out there. And, you know, that's the big challenge for us. As fun as it was to have a NASA astronaut, the hard work is what's starting right now, and that is to to make the tie to the classroom learning and and to have it stick and have it lead to some future career possibilities or just a love of the night sky. I mean, it's something that they can all carry the rest of their lives. I have the privilege of talking with Joel Haverson, the STEM coordinator of the Hall STEM Academy for Minneapolis Public Schools. And as I understand it, this observatory is the first of its kind in a public school? It's uh, not in a public school per se, but in an elementary school. And to our knowledge, it's the first of its kind in an urban elementary school anywhere in the country. And so there are a handful of perhaps high schools and middle schools that have observatories. Uh, but uh, at an elementary school, it's that's a pretty unique setting to place, place a... Uh, an observatory and people may ask why well you know what if you inspire the children young they can keep coming back and using it the community can use it the local astronomy community the higher ed folks can use it it just becomes a community asset that is celebrated from you know based base of a elementary school so how have these students reacted to having this observatory right there in their school well, as you can imagine, thousands of questions, because as they walk into the building, they see this dome on top, and they wonder <laughs> what's underneath it. And what's that doing there? And then they see that classroom, because there's, a, there's a, an astronomy classroom on the first floor, and then there's a circular stairs that leads to that dome. And so those children um, who came to the opening, who have had a chance to see the telescope, who have had a picture taken with the astronaut, are getting ready to have their first lessons where they're being able to put their their eye on the eyepiece. And so we're, like I said, we're in nascent steps here. So building that instructional plan, um, we ourselves as staff have to get trained in properly. And so in short order, we'll be doing all those things, but it's right now an aspirational goal to do it right. And doing it right means we have to make sure it's tied to the classroom learning so that when the kids get up to that telescope, there's an instructional need for them to look through it and tie it back to the, the learning that they have going on in the classroom. So it's a big challenge, but it's a great opportunity, and I can't think of a better way to inspire kids. Because when I was a young kid, some adult put my eye in front of an eyepiece, and I saw the rings of Saturn, and I was blown away. I didn't think it was real. I said, how can that be? And it just led to, you know, those questions you have in your head about what's out there. And you lay in bed at night as a kid just wondering. And if we can inspire kids to do the same, 
they'll have a lifetime lifetime uh, dream of learning about things that are beyond themselves. So interesting, Joel. I have uh, we bought a telescope in our home a few years ago. We got all these eyepieces and uh, lost the instructions. I can't really look through it, you know. And uh, I, I saw the uh, space station go over a couple of years, maybe about a year or so ago. That was really yeah. fantastic through the uh, telescope, but now I can't figure it out. And you've got an observatory. How are you going to work this into the curriculum? Well, we um, well, first of all, we, we are blessed in Minnesota that uh, the organization known as the Minnesota Astronomical Society, which is really the amateur community of observers, are, are our, our community partner. Um, we, probably more, in Minnesota has uh, more amateur astronomers than just about any state in the country. And they've made observational discoveries themselves. Um, astronomy is probably the one field of science that wouldn't make it without the amateurs. There's just so many things to look at and not enough professionals, right? So it's a huge opportunity for them. And so they're the ones who have helped us design and outfit the, the setup. And so they're, they're the ones who are also going to help us figure out how to use the technical aspects of it. But we're the instructional experts, right? So as a STEM school, we're trying to figure out how do we make this connection from astronomy to, to, to the natural environment we live in, in an urban setting, so that the kids go from, you know, boots on the ground to distant objects in space and everything in between and see the interconnectedness of it all. That's the challenge. That is a big challenge. Will the public be able to uh, stop by and take a look to the skies? Yes, yes. We will We will be setting this up so that there's a community, the community partnership will allow us to do activities with the Minnesota Astronomical Society. Uh, and uh, I can't give you a date certain when all that will happen. Our first goal is to, to get it integrated into use with the kids and then figure out how to get it integrated into use with our community partners for evening activities and such. Um, but absolutely, it's definitely part of the, the larger goal for the Minneapolis schools. That's amazing. Everybody, Joel Haverson with us this morning. Do you have a final thought for our Twin Cities audience who are looking to the sky as we speak? Well, this beautiful winter night, it's one of the best times to observe. When you go outside, even though you're in an urban setting, it doesn't matter. Just take some time to look up. Step away from the streetlights and look up and ponder and wonder. And if you have questions, maybe one day you'll come to our place and see some of those things you see in the night sky. How can we get more information? Yeah, uh, through the, the, the Minneapolis Public Schools website, you can go to the Hall STEM Academy, and we will have observational information up there as we get this uh, system off the ground and start integrating it into the classroom. He's the STEM coordinator, the Hall STEM Academy, Joel Haverson from Minneapolis Public Schools. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you being with us. You, you too. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.